Some areas of our country are doing very well, others are doing less well. It will probably, unfortunately, get worse before it gets better. From this evening, I must give the British people a very simple instruction. You must stay at home. We can no longer, from today onwards, be proud. We can no longer sit back and remain silent on the senseless, unlawful killings, sly racism of another human being based only on what? Their skin colour. We are worried that um, the Chinese Communist Party make use of the evil law to further suppress Hong Kong people. This is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yet, you all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? Hi everyone, and welcome back to the new series of Where We Are with Nina Zoe Porter. Your breakdown of all the key events in the world from the past seven days, all in one bite-sized podcast. For today's episode, here's what happened in the world this week. It's not hard to imagine that the day will soon come when the radical left begins touting abortion as a tool for managing population growth, as the Chinese Communist Party has done for decades. Today, as the Supreme Court prepares to hear oral arguments in those hallowed halls, we are here to declare with one voice, no more. This week, former U.S. Vice President Mike Pence has called on the Supreme Court to overturn the landmark 1973 Roe v. Wade case that legalised abortion in the U.S. Mr. Pence said the ruling was a misguided decision that harmed millions of unborn babies. If Roe v. Wade is quashed, millions of women would lose access to abortions. The Supreme Court will hear arguments over a Mississippi law banning abortion and a ruling is expected by next summer. The Mississippi ban includes abortions of pregnancies caused by rape or incest. The law, however, has not been enforced because of a legal challenge from the state's only abortion provider. At a news conference in Washington DC on Tuesday, Mr Pence said he hoped the Supreme Court will quote, make history with a full reversal of Roe v Wade. The 1973 ruling gave women in the US an absolute right to an abortion in the first three months of pregnancy and limited rights in the second three months. In reaction to this, many women have criticised this decision. I mean, talk about what it means when people lose control over their own bodies. For me, it's like, if I don't have control over my body, I don't have control over anything else. But but speak to how reproductive freedom is really at the centre of achieving what you want in your life. Mr Pence also argued that the fiat of unelected judges is not reflective of popular opinion in the US. He believes elected state-level officials are better placed to write abortion laws for their own jurisdictions. And next. Within a week, Sweden's parliament voted in their first female prime minister, only to then watch her resign seven hours later amidst political turmoil, and then voting her back into the job after a second vote. Magdalena Andersson was voted in on Wednesday, 
in a parliamentary vote that was triggered by the retirement of Stéphane Lovien, who had been leading a Social Democrat Green Coalition government since 2014. His party, the Social Democrats, selected Magdalena as his replacement at their conference in early November. But she needed the approval of Parliament to step into the historic role of Sweden's first female Prime Minister, exactly 100 years since women first got the vote in the country. Under Sweden's political system, Miss Andersson didn't want the majority of MPs to vote her in. She needed simply to avoid a majority voting against her becoming Prime Minister. Eftersom mindre än hälften av riksdagens ledamöter har röstat nej, har kammaren godkänt förslaget att utse Magdalena Andersson till statsminister. The governing coalition led by the Social Democrats is weak and dependent on support from other parliamentary parties. She got through by a single vote following 11th hour negotiations with the left party and earlier talks with the centre-right centre party, who both agreed to abstain. It was a historic first for Sweden, the last Nordic country to elect a woman as Prime Minister. In Sweden, Magdalena Andersson's rise to power has been nothing short of a political soap opera, and the season finale may be yet to come. We'll be back with a third story from the world this week, after this short break. If you guys love this show, I've got something else that you're going to love. The late John Lewis famously said, Democracy is not a state, it is an act, and each generation must do its part. Today, populism, extremism and disinformation are short-circuiting our democratic institutions and the consequences are dire. So what can you do about it? Join historian Will Hitchcock and media scholar Siva Vardianathan on their podcast, Democracy in Danger. Each week, they speak with brilliant minds and untangle the many threats the US and the world are facing. Find Democracy in Danger on your podcast app or visit dindanger.org. That's D-I-N-D-A-N-G-E-R dot org. Or just look up Democracy in Danger wherever you get your podcasts. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens. And that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com The single takeaway that the president emphasized is that this is something that we're concerned about but absolutely should not panic about. We have a lot of tools at our disposal and we will act and react according to when the data and the science come in and we'll make our appropriate moves according to that. The president encouraged people to get vaccinated and those who are vaccinated to get their booster shot because that will bring up the level of protection against any variant the way we've seen just the way it did with Delta. Global headlines have been dominated with the news of the Omicron variant of COVID-19, 
which South Africa alerted the world about last week. Following the detection of the variant and to prevent it spreading, the World Health Organization has said people who are unwell or vulnerable should delay travel if they are not completely vaccinated. Many countries then proceeded to impose restrictions on travel from countries in Southern Africa. However, a South African doctor who was one of the first to suspect a different coronavirus strain among patients said that symptoms of the Omicron variant were mild and could be treated at home. Looking at the mildness of the symptoms that we are seeing, currently there is no reason for panicking as we don't see severely ill patients. I also checked with the hospital, some of the hospitals in my area, and one of the biggest hospitals, they only have one patient currently that's COVID positive on a ventilator, and they don't even know whether it's COVID, uh, you know, it's Delta or whether it is um, Omicron related. We acknowledge that it might change going forward. An earlier WHO statement has advised against all travel for those over 60 and are vulnerable with comorbidities. However, a corrected version specified that only those more vulnerable and not fully vaccinated should delay travelling. This is in line with the WHO's previous advice for travel during the pandemic. The WHO also restated its position that blanket travel bans do not prevent the spread of the variant. Blanket travel bans will not prevent the international spread and they place a heavy burden on lives and livelihoods, the WHO said in its statement. In addition, they can adversely impact global health efforts during a pandemic by disincentivizing countries to report and share epidemiological and sequencing data. So, you're all caught up. That's where we are in the world this week. Be sure to listen next week to stay up to date on the latest news around the world. Search Where We Are with Nina Porter on all podcast platforms and subscribe today to get new episodes first.